Welcome to another episode of Talking Talents, um, take two, because we did start without the microphone, so hopefully we'll have a bit more luck this time. Uh, but this week I'm joined by Sue Stevens from Pizza Hut. Um, Sue, thanks for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for sharing a bit of time. Pleasure. Again. Again. Getting <laughs> deja vu. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Sue, I really appreciate you sparing the time because you've got something interesting to talk about and the journey that Pizza Hut has been on mm-hmm. perhaps over the last three or four years. Yeah where you started and where you're at now and Mm -hmm. the conversations we've had it sounds very much like you're in the camp of people that is ready to almost abandon the CV in the recruitment process. Mm -hmm. Yeah um, so if I cast my mind back uh, so most probably four years um, I think we were looking at you know our, our main number of employees are our hourly paid people that work in our huts um, delivering guest experience, serving you know good hot quality food. Um, so that's our biggest um, number of employees that we have. Um, and our managers, you know, are absolutely I do recruitment. I'm responsible for recruitment. You know, the team we work together on recruitment. That is our role. Um, when you look at our managers at the front front end of of our business. It's not their role. They're, they are, I mean, I honestly am in awe of them. When I go into a hut and I look at all the plates they're spinning, you know, sometimes it's quite humbling because you're thinking, you know, my, my big focus is one facet of the business. These guys are um, financial managers, mm. they are driving health, you know, they're making sure everybody that comes through their doors, um, that they're safe, Food safety, huge topic at the moment mm. with allergens, um, people development, operational standards. There's so many demands on, on them. Mm. And at the same time, these people that have got all these plates spinning have also got a responsibility to hire great people into their business. When your worlds overlap, things don't always go so well, no, do they? No, so absolutely. Um, and you know, If you take out the emotion of, you know, we recruit people, we want the best people working for us, reality is... When things are going wrong in a restaurant, you're, you're gonna some things are gonna fall away. Um, so, you know, looking at the business and looking at also some of the data that we would pull, um, our attrition was quite high. Um, and in particular, if you then broke that down to let's look at 30 days, um, let's see what happens in 30 days. It was higher. Um, and you take from that, well, why would that be? Mm. What, what what's driving that? And, you begin to start saying, well, are we making the right decision? You know, are we bringing the, the person that's sitting opposite, do they really want this job? Are they really genuinely interested in it? Um, and they can work the hours that I'm looking for. Mm. So obviously if they can work the hours, it's got to be great. And, and actually, um, that's not always the case, you know. So a few years ago, I know that Pizza Hut, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, mm. you had a very high attrition rate mm. and people were leaving you quite quickly. Yeah. Now when I look at the stats, it's a very different picture. Mm. So what happened during that time period to try and change that? I think we, you know, we, we went out, we, we went out to, to find, um, we realised we, you can't make decisions on an application form or if someone wants to load a CV. The other part of our business is we do actually, quite often the people we take on, it's their first job. So a CV is almost redundant anyway. Um, look quite empty as well, surely. Yeah, would be. And, and, you know, crumbs. You know, 
we're not really giving people a great opportunity and and it's awkward isn't it um, so what school do you go to what 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 additional hobbies have you got makes it a very light interview um, because there's not much else to put on the CV it's not much 16. else but you know I, I meet yeah I meet fantastic young people in our business mm. who have got great attributes for our business so I think what we what we really had to work on was how can we enable our managers to make better decisions um, that doesn't take hours um, that also gives a fairly great candidate experience as well so while I'm applying I'm getting a feel of what the role's about because we do some scenario based questions as well so I think you know we we, we found a company that we we connected with and, and I think that's really important we're we're not. Um, we're a very operationally led mm. company. We we're quite. We've got quite a family feel within our brand, um, and it was really important that you find someone, a company that reflects that in the way they work as well. And, and we we were able to do that. And I think we spent a lot of time up front, mm. a lot of work. Um, we got our some of our managers involved. You know, I'm not going to tell them what great looks like for their heart. They need to come on board mm. and get involved with the project. And we did lots of exercises, we did lots of surveys. Who are the great people that work for you? So we'd survey them, um, we did interviews to, to those people as well, met them, mm. what do you love, what don't you love, what's difficult, what's most exciting. And I suppose the magic happens then in a mm. science lab and, and what great looks like for Pizza Hut was created. Um, and you, say, you say science lab. I work with a lot of employer branding agencies. It's not that technical as a science <laughs> oh, isn't lab. It? No. Oh, I love the th I love the thought they might have had white coats on. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've shattered my dream. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But they they they're pulling in a lot of information, um, and it, you know it wasn't quick. You know, it took well, it about three three months of just building it, um, mm. and then. I think the commitment then, which was really great to have um, the business backing, was to go out and train every area across the UK mm. in the, the what great looks like approach. Um, and it, you know, when you look back, it was just pretty amazing because I think you know one of the things is we all believe we know what it what what a great team member looks like. Mm. But of course, when you've got two hundred and sixty restaurants and 260 people deciding well I this person's great mm. may not be someone else's great so you know you've got this whole Maya going on around what does great look like um, every session we ran and um, we we trained the general managers and we also trained the deputies mm. so we'd, we'd have the management team on, on, on the track on the workshop and we, we'd have um, five buckets and um, it was um, intellect, it was values, it was behaviours, motivation and then experience. These buckets were physical buckets, people would... So we would put A1 sheets of paper up and then it was just think about your great team members in your business. What mm. is it? What is it they do that makes them great? And, and what behaviors. were the results? <laughs> well, palpable in the room. Once, because they did it all on post-it notes, they'd write down, and uh, then they'd, you'd stand back, and the big 
learning was the experience sheet was mm. empty. You might have one or two post-its maximum. What was absolutely evident was values, motivations and behaviours were full. So you needed to start making hiring decisions based on, mm-hmm. on attitude yeah. rather than on, on experience. Yeah. And, and you know it's tempting isn't it when you've got very little information on an application mm. form or a CV but somehow they've worked for someone you know, well they're going to be good aren't they? They've got the experience. But yet, Not necessarily. Well, they may have the experience but they haven't got the other things that actually make them really great contributors to your business. So that, that was a real moment on every, there wasn't one workshop, and I think we most of did about 40 odd mm. workshops, there wasn't one workshop where our people didn't react right, to, okay. now some, some people had already got there, but a lot of people were like, we haven't got anyone in experience. Well, it's, it's interesting you say this, because I have spoken to a lot of companies who've gone through, one say the same journey, but a similar journey. Mm-hmm where they've started out thinking they know what good looks like, they've gone through a process, perhaps not similar to yours, but with the same results, Um, and they then find out that what they were looking for wasn't right. But how was that received by, I don't want to say the the masses, how was that received internally? As in our managers? uh, Yeah, the managers, the people who would then be going making the hiring decisions. I think... When you, when you do a workshop and you're, mm. you're training, and we didn't just focus on what great looks like, we also spend some time, how do I, how do I get the best out of a question? Mm. You know, these people are not interviewers, they don't do it every day. So we also capitalised on trying to give them some more information on making a question work mm. and developing some really good listening skills. We also threw biases in there. You know, we tried to make the day as informative. Yes, there was a tool we were talking about, which will give you what you need, mm. but you also need to also make the most of the questions you're going to be asking. Um, well, I've forgotten your question now because I've <laughs> rattled on about how that. how was it received? So loved it. Mm. So from the workshop, they all loved it. Now I knew that when you get back into your restaurant mm. and all those plates, you're spinning them. Sometimes adjusting into the new way mm. takes a lot of effort. It's change, it's uncomfortable, um, the temptation to revert back to what I've always done because um, it feels like it works. Mm. Um, and yet this was a huge investment for us as a business. So it wasn't a case of, well, let everyone just carry on doing what they were doing. What I learned was we sort of rolled it out. There was that moment of... We've gone across the UK, we've trained everyone, we did a couple of extra workshops for people who haven't been able to attend. And then my HRD said to me, and now the work starts. Mm. Now is when the real change begins. I knew she was right because, you know, it's a new tool, it's exciting, but now I'm going back to the demands of my day job. Mm. And I learned then that you've got to invest time. You can't just deliver it and walk away mm. and it and absolutely there was a, a lot of effort put in to really drive and embed this is this is the selection process we need to be using mm. um, and what really I suppose what really helped that Tony was the fact that um, we have an internal process that visits our huts mm. and they measure various 
elements, I suppose, of, of the operation. And fortunately, one of those was around their structure and their hiring process, which then, when that's downloaded into a central dashboard, mm. I could see who was using it. One of the fascinating insights was when I looked at those huts consistently using mm. the, the right selection process, their attrition had changed drastically, really, really well. Those huts not consistently using it, their attrition was still high. Yeah, there's the odd anomaly, mm. but you know, on, on a whole, it was a pretty convincing picture. Now, once you've got that in your armoury, if you like, you, you can really be quite confident about mm. what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, I had a group of managers that I would sound off and go and speak to them and understand mm. how the tool was working for them. Um, and then I suddenly thought, well, they're using it. <laughs> why am I well, I'm talking to them? Well, why I are you preaching to, to the choir? <laughs> I need to be talking to the people and understanding, you know, if there's something not right, hmm. let's talk about that because we can work to see how something could be changed or, you know, I will listen. Um, and I, I started just simply picking up the phone. Hmm. Uh, I didn't even bother with an email. Um, I just thought, I'm going to call you. Straight I, for the jugular, yeah, no chance well, to escape. No, it wasn't. It, 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 my intention was not waggy finger at all. I believed in what we were doing mm. and what is it that's stopping you connecting with what we're doing and what can I do to help you cross that mm. into being a user and do you know what it, it, I'd speak to somebody and you know I, I really was wanting to understand why what, was there a block was there something getting in the way and sometimes it was technology mm. They Just weren't sure, the they couldn't use the system, um, they didn't know how to download a report and so within you know a few minutes you'd be able to take, talk them through what they needed to do. Um, some people um, felt it was easier, it was quicker to just hmm. interview people coming in um, but then we'd talk about that, we'd talk about attrition and we'd talk about how easy we talk about some hires they'd taken on that hadn't worked out, you know, and they'd even give you the gift. Oh, when I have used it, you know, they've been they've been fantastic. So then the question, so what is it that gets in the way? And it would be time. Mm. And so we talk about how do we make time because it's important because all you're going to be doing is constantly rehiring. So rehire just the um, hire just the once and be confident in what you're doing. So a lot of people listening to this in your position, um, because it seems to be that HR recruitment is one of those necessary evils in every company, um, and no one necessarily, unless you work in that function, wants to give it the time and dedication that it really deserves. Um, so there'll be a lot of people, or a lot of heads of resourcing and recruitment managers who are perhaps in the same boat as you, yeah. who trying to implement change in a new initiative and are meeting resistance, mm -hmm. um, particularly if they're in your position where you've got satellite operations all over yeah, the yeah. country. You're not all under one roof. No. You can't just pin it on an notice board. Yeah. So this has been a three-year kind of campaign, if you will, internally yeah. now. Yeah, we're in our fourth year. So is everybody using the system now and everybody is on board with a, a values-based recruitment model? I would love to say, yes, everyone. Are most. But, but a good number are. Hmm. And... Um, 
what what you have to start looking you know there's one of me mm. um, we're a small we're a small very small resourcing team um, but you need a, you need your ambassadors out there you need those people out in in their hearts that use it all the time that are committed to it to become a voice um, and you know sometimes I've called people and they've said oh, you know I've just taken over the restaurant one of the RGMs is coming to spend a day with me they're going to take me through our hiring zone which is what we call the portal that's what we call it um, they're going to invest some time to help me understand how that's great mm. um, there are other you know I can't call them all um, but I mean I'm down to about I think I'm down to 15 hearts at the moment. Okay. So, you know, I haven't called over the summer period because they're too busy. Don't want to talk to recruitment, let them manage their business. Mm. But now we're entering a period of time where pick up the phone, how's it going? Mm. And that is honestly the opening line. How, how's recruitment going for you? So now most have, have bought into this and most have adapted a, a kind of a values-based approach to recruitment as opposed to just reading a two-dimensional yeah, yeah. CV. Yeah, yeah. What's been the... the how do I phrase this? What's been the outcome of this statistically? Have you seen a dramatic increase or a dramatic decrease in your attrition? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of things. I think it's very easy to focus on purely a number, mm. attrition. Um, but I also think it's important that our managers have a more of a confidence when they're hiring, mm. that they are, re you know, they now know more about an individual walking through the door than they did three and a half years ago, mm. when we were we were relying on an application form with some pre-screening questions that, you know, we, we sort of thought up, you know, tell us about, you know, why is custom service important, all that sort of stuff. Um, our managers now have a tool that they can refer to mm. um, that also gives them probing questions to ask to understand a little bit more about, you know, are, how invested are you? Mm. We talk about people being a learner teacher, what does that look like? Um, so they have a tool that they have more faith in. It's not the perfect tool, you know, it's, um, but it's a tool that gives you an insight and opens conversation mm. that to a 16, 17 year old that's not worked before gives a great opportunity for them to talk about what they can bring to a role. And what sort of feedback have you had from the candidates about this? Um, candidates, the, we put it this way, we don't have, you know, I, I always think when someone is not successful, mm. how do they feel? You know, these, these potentially people that are applying to us also are guests. Yeah. And you want them to feel engaged, you don't want them to feel ignored. Um, so I think when it comes to candidates that haven't been successful, they, they would get a report, so they get a summary of their mm. assessment, and it talks through, um, you know, the way you've answered the question suggests. I hope you sugarcoat some of these. Sorry? I hope you sugarcoat some of these responses. Um, they're, done, they're done really well, right, um, okay. but they're not done in a patronising way, but they're done in a way that the aim is to help people mm. to reflect. But also, I think it's this whole thing about not everybody is going to love working for Pizza Hut. Mm. They're not going to even like hospitality. Their, their opportunity is somewhere completely different. And, you know, sometimes that's being also being quite kind and mm. saying, you'll hate it here. You know, you don't want to work at pace and intensity. That doesn't float your boat. You don't want to constantly have to be interacting with guests you're a quieter person that you know perhaps does that doesn't float your boat and that's okay 
So now you've been through this process, I know you say you still have a few more stores that yeah. aren't quite as bought in as you'd like, but yeah. it sounds like you've come through the other end of this. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to those resourcing managers who are now in the position you found yourself in three or four years ago mm -hmm. of trying to implement change, or perhaps those resourcing managers who it's not working for them because yeah. they're still working on a very traditional CV-based yeah, yeah. recruitment approach. What would you say? I think, you know, stakeholder engagement is hugely important. So there are people within the business that you need to get on your side. Mm. Um, and, you, you know, they share and understand your vision. So I think that's one piece. So really putting a case as to why mm. um, we need this. We talk a lot about how people perceive a brand. Well, brand perception is also driven by the moment you walk into a restaurant. What's the, what's the environment like? So, you know, it's a it's a big piece of work. You mm. know, stakeholders should, hopefully will embrace and see the need for it. So I think get, getting stakeholder buy-in is really important. I think then um, making it something that the people that are actually doing that job mm. at the front end, those managers that are doing the hiring, they have their voice. They're brought in on it right at the beginning. Um, so they understand what this is about you know it's not what my grade looks like it's what their grade looks like so I think it's about bringing in the people that are going to use it and getting their buy-in um, absolutely investing in training it out properly um, I don't think you can do this and just then hand over the tool and say here you go 